0: Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about a topic that maybe isn't everyone's favorite topic, and that's conflict resolution. I'm going to specifically give you five strategies that you can use in trying to resolve conflict, whether it be in your engineering job or at home, quite frankly. Some of these strategies I use with my seven-year-old son, daily basis. Unfortunately. But seriously, this is one I've had a lot of questions about from engineers, whether you're dealing with a client, supervisor, another consultant, and there's conflict, how can you effectively resolve it? Before we jump into the main segment of our show and dive into these conflict resolution strategies, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you are thinking about taking the FEPE or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com. Again, that's ppi, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. I also want to take a minute to mention our online community for engineers, the Engineering Mastermind. I want to mention it because... I love doing the podcast, but it's not enough. You can listen to this show, but I want to help you implement the strategies on all of our episodes or whichever ones resonate with you. And that's why we created the Engineering Mastermind. And we've had success in building the community, but we've recently made a significant investment and hired a top flight developer to completely revamp our forum. The forum is really the heart of our community. It allows other motivated engineers to connect with each other, to connect with myself, other experts, and to just help you in your engineering career and in your life overall. And so you could check out the community at theengineeringmastermind.com. The new and improved forum will be available starting in January of 2017. But I recommend that you join now if interested, because we're not quite sure if the price is going to go up or not yet in January. We're hoping that it won't have to, but again, we're making a significant investment. And really, this is having an unbelievable support line to help you and support you in your engineering career. And also, you'll be supporting the podcast, which we've maintained to be free. All right. Now, let me give you a quote related to today's topic to bring us right into our main segment. And the quote is from Colin Powell. Great leaders are almost always great simplifiers who can cut through argument, debate, and doubt to offer a solution everybody can understand. So here we go. We're going to talk about conflict resolution today. Not a very positive or happy topic to talk about, but quite frankly, one that has to be addressed by professionals almost on a weekly basis. You run into some kind of conflict in your career, on a team, on a project, and like I said, even at home potentially. This can be a very complex topic. So I'm going to try to break it down for you, as I said, in five specific strategies that you can take just depending on what the conflict situation is. And we'll talk about that as we get into it here. Strategy number one is accommodating and smoothing. This strategy is unassertive and cooperative. It's pretty much the complete opposite of competing, which is not always a good thing in conflict. When accommodating, you're going to neglect your own concerns to satisfy the concerns of the other person. All right, so there's an element of self-sacrifice when you take this approach. Now, accommodating might take the form of selfless generosity or charity, obeying another person's order when you would prefer not to, or yielding to someone else's point of view. Now, I know what you're thinking here. First of all, you might be thinking, geez, I don't want to just yield to people. And we'll get into that in a minute. But you also may be saying, I kind of use this strategy with my spouse or my favorite clients that I don't want to necessarily disagree with. But let me be clear. I'm not saying that you should always lay down to the other person, especially if you feel strongly that you're right and the other person is wrong. But taking this accommodating and smoothing approach is always a great way to foster positive communication in trying to resolve conflict. So for example, let's say you designed a project and there's a manufactured system on the site or in these details and the installer installs the system wrong. As opposed to calling up the installer and screaming at him or her, you could start the conversation by saying, listen, we think you guys are the best manufacturers around. In fact, that's why we always spec you out on our projects. You always do a phenomenal job. But in this case, we think that your installation wasn't done correctly and we need to get this resolved for all parties as soon as possible. Now, you see what I did there? It's it's smoothing as opposed to calling the person up and saying, You guys messed up the installation. It needs to be fixed right away. Instead, this approach is much more positive. Again, it's soothing, smoothing and positive. So think about the approach that you take with people, and depending on the situation, consider trying the smoothing approach. It may not feel great in the moment, but it very well may help you solve your problem in the long run. Let's go on to strategy number two, which is avoiding. This is a completely different strategy for dealing with conflict, which would be to avoid or withdraw from the problem or situation. This is more of an unassertive and uncooperative approach. With this approach, you're not going to deal with the problem. You likely won't even pursue your concern with other individuals. You won't deal with the conflict. Now, how might this strategy look? It might look kind of like you're diplomatically sidestepping an issue or postponing an issue until a better time or simply withdrawing yourself from a threatening situation. This is something that you see a lot in politics, of course, in debates. We've had a lot of debates going on recently where candidates will sidestep conflicts brought up or issues brought up that probably weren't the best for them to address. You know, maybe they did something wrong. Now, I'll just Be very honest and say, I don't see a lot of positive uses for this strategy in the engineering world just because things are stressful and fast paced. However, if there is a situation where there's a problem that is developed, but it doesn't have to be addressed immediately, and in fact, it may be better addressed later on when the problem has had some time to maybe work itself out, that might be a good place for this strategy. So if you do face a problem or a conflict, That is something you think might go away on its own. Maybe people got heated in the moment, and you think that after a few weeks, everyone will calm down and either the problem will resolve itself or you can discuss it then. Then you might consider this approach. Like I said, probably not the best for our industry. Most of the jobs in the engineering world are high pressure with aggressive timelines, so we don't always have time to sidestep conflict. But this strategy may be useful in some situations let's move on to strategy number three, which is collaborating. This is a win-win approach. It can be both assertive and cooperative, which is the complete opposite of strategy number two, avoiding. Collaborating involves an attempt to work with others to find some solution that fully satisfies their concerns. You may really have to dig into an issue on this one to get to the bottom of the underlying needs and wants of both parties involved, whether it's you and another party or two parties that you're helping to mediate conflict, which may happen in our world. Collaborating between two different parties might take the form of exploring a disagreement to learn from each other's insights or trying to find a very creative solution to a conflict. I mean, that's what this is about. Let's get creative. Let's build a win-win solution. And in my opinion, this is going to be a much more practical and realistic strategy for the engineering world as opposed to avoiding. For myself, with an engineering background, I see this as a natural way to approach conflict. You're basically going to strip the problem down to expose its underlying causes to try to figure out how to solve it. I like this strategy because it forces you to look at the desires, the wants, and the needs of each of the parties involved. So, for example, on a project, If you have someone that specified a certain kind of material and you don't feel that it met your standard, or for some reason that material is not available and it's not going to make it in time to keep the project on schedule, as opposed to attacking that person, ask the person why he or she chose the material. What was the reason for that? Is there a reason they feel strongly about it? Is it price driven? Is it value driven? Try to get to the bottom of it to resolve the problem as opposed to avoiding it or taking a smoothing approach, just try straight collaboration. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's figure out the underlying cause. Let's address it with a win-win solution for all parties involved. I love this approach. All right, let's move on to strategy number four. Strategy number four is compromising and negotiating. This strategy could be considered both assertive and cooperative. The objective of this strategy is to find a mutually acceptable solution that will partially satisfy both parties. So there has to be a little bit of a give and take in this scenario. It's between the idea of competing with someone and accommodating someone, which can be appealing. Now, when compromising with someone, you're giving up more than if you try to compete and take an opposite approach, but you're not 100% accommodating and agreeing with someone. So again, it might feel good for you because you feel like you're being nice but you're not giving away the house. It's in between. This approach will also allow you to address the issue more directly than avoiding it, but you're not gonna go as deep as the idea of collaborating and digging down deep to find that win win solution. In some situations, when you compromise, you might have to be split the difference between the two positions, exchange some concessions, seek a quick middle ground solution. Again, let's think about it in terms of the engineering industry or an engineering project. You can go back to the last example I gave about someone specking out a material. There may be a way for you to come up with a material that is close to what the other person specified, but you like it a little bit more. So in my opinion, this can be an excellent strategy for an engineering project because there's give and take, but it won't take as long to solve whereas if you were trying to collaborate, you might have to really dig in. This, you may be able to do a very quick solution on the fly that meets both parties, which is why I think that this may be probably the best one of the five specifically on an engineering project, although it's a case-by-case basis. In this situation, you're not going to compromise on the quality of your work. And obviously, you never want to jeopardize the health, safety, and welfare of the people that will be using your end project. But there are many instances in the engineering world where there are compromises between two sides in a project. And that's why I do think that this is a very practical strategy in our world. Let's move on to strategy number 5. The last strategy of the 5 is competing or forcing, which can also be thought of as a I win, you lose approach. It's a very assertive approach and it's very uncooperative. This is pretty much where you would pursue your own concerns at the other person's expenses it's a very power-oriented, power-driven option where you would use whatever power seems appropriate to win in your eyes, to win your position. So in this strategy, there's no doubt that you're competing. You're saying or standing up for your rights, defending a position which you believe is correct. And again, this could come down to what I was saying before. When someone is trying to use a certain material or a design on a project that you feel is dangerous and could put people in harm's way public citizens, then yeah, you're going to want to force your solution on that situation because it's not going to be something that you want to compromise on. This could also come into play in salary or fee negotiations. You might be hiring someone and someone might be saying, I want this salary. And you might say, there's no way we can do that salary. The only way that we'll be able to hire you in this position is for this salary that I'm offering to you. And that's what you'll have to take if you want the job you're forcing what you want on someone else in this approach. This isn't a route that you want to take often because you don't want to add negativity and friction to a situation, which could make a situation much worse. But when you get into a situation like some of the ones I've just mentioned, a bad design could be harmful to people, you need to take a stance. You need to take a hard stance. So these are the five strategies. I'm going to walk through them again real quickly just to summarize them. Accommodating and smoothing unassertive and cooperative approach. Number two was avoiding, basically sidestepping the problem, hoping it'll resolve itself, or at least giving it some time before taking another approach. Strategy number three was collaborating, digging deep on a problem and trying to find that win-win solution. Now this could take a lot of time, but it could create the best possible solution for all parties. Strategy four, a little bit of less of a win-win solution is the compromising and negotiating, more of a give and take, being assertive and cooperative. This is probably, like I said, the best for engineering projects because it could be done quickly. But again, you might not get 100% what you want and the other person won't get 100% what they want. And then the last strategy of the five, of course, is the competing and forcing that I just spoke about, which is really going to be used in a situation where there is no wiggle room for you in the argument and you want your side regardless. There's times that this makes sense in engineering. You just have to be smart about using it. So I hope you find these strategies helpful because odds are you face a conflict once per week, at least. And if conflicts can fester, they could be really, really stressful, really, really negative and impact your entire life. So I hope you can use these strategies. What I'm going to do now is we're going to jump into the take action today segment of the show. And in that segment, I'm going to try to boil this all down and give you one very, very, very important guideline to go by in conflict resolution. Now it's time for our take action today segment of the show. And today I'm going to give you one kind of big summary action item to conflict resolution or a guideline, however you want to think of it. But before I do that, I'd like to offer a word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FEPE or SE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel confident recommending PPI For those of you planning to take the next step in your career, PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use the promo code COACH at PPI to pass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code COACH for a 20% discount. I also want to say that PPI is going to be sponsoring our community, the engineering mastermind in 2017, which has given us the funds to make an investment to upgrade the community, which will launch in January of 2017. The new and improved form will be launched then, but the community is open now and it will remain open. And I highly recommend you check it out and consider joining even before January to get in at today's rates and lock in those rates going forward. That's at theengineeringmastermind.com. It's a great community of motivated engineers. So let me close this episode out with one kind of overarching rule that you need to remember about conflict resolution. Conflict is a disease that should be cured as soon as possible. And if you don't cure conflict, it will spread like a disease with your team with your office, with your company, with your family, whatever the case may be, if it's personal, professional, and it needs to be addressed. I've given you five pretty specific strategies you could use in this episode. And I know that one of them was to avoid the conflict. And like I said, that strategy is to be used when you think that the situation one is going to either work itself out in a couple of weeks Or you're going to let everyone calm down for a little while and then apply another one of the strategies. It's not meant to sidestep something so you don't have to deal with it and never have to deal with it, even if it doesn't go away on its own. So I want to just be very clear about that. And I want to be very clear on how distracting, stressful, and dangerous conflict can be if you don't take it head on in your engineering career and your life. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash conflict resolution. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the ask us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and we'll do our best to respond if you leave us one. Again, this is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. This will be episode 133 on our website, engineeringcareercoach.com. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com, where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.